hello, everybody. Welcome to the Worship Ministry <laughs> Catalyst podcast, the very first Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast of the year 2009. 2009. Yes. That's right. The year of the nines. The year of our Lord. Yes, I don't know exactly <laughs> what that means, actually. but <laughs> This year is the year of our Lord. No, no other year. Yeah. 2009. Ought nine. The... Uh, well, wow, does that thing always just keep looping? It just kind of fades out. Oh, does it? Yeah. See, it's funny because when I listen to it, because occasionally I actually listen to these online. <laughs> um, mo- most of the time, I don't like hearing myself, um, but but I do listen to it. I listen to all of them. Do you really? Yeah, I like to you know, make you. sure they sound okay and yeah, stuff like that. So well, we're not just you know out there. And so it's not just us. if I won't listen to it, why should anyone else listen? I guess to that's it? I guess that's a good point. <laughs> so it's just not. Yeah, I, I hear you. I was gonna say though. Uh, when when I have listened to it in the past, I, I don't think I, I realized. I don't think I realized that it was uh, that loop was so long and it just kept going. And details, or, my yeah, friend. Details. It's the little details. Yeah, that's what it's all about. You know what? Probably the problem is I don't have my volume turned up enough. I need to. I need to crank you it need up. To crank it. I need to. That's that's some sweet music there. Yeah, I mean. Thank Garage Band for that wonderful. Thank you, Garage Band. Us. So, anyway, here we are. Yeah, 2009. It has been, we, we just calculated it, uh, it's been, um, what, six weeks. Has it six been? weeks. December 7th, 2008 was the last time you and I got together. And, um, oh, that's more than six weeks because it's the uh, 26th of January. Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Which is crazy. But but it was good. It, it was weird, though. You know, I mean, not... Uh, you know, I feel it was good in the sense that you know we we had our priorities straight. Sure, we had you know Christmas we had to get through. You took some vacation. I took, I took some, some vacation. vacation. Family priorities. Family, right? But we're back in full. We steam are back. Ahead. We are more excited than ever. I am excited. Have you been excited? Yeah, I've it, been excited. I'm excited for this year. I started uh, started blogging again last week. Good for you. I decided. I to, still you haven't know, ever to take done. a break for about a month or so. It was like. Good for you. And it feels good to be back. Like, it's not, you know, for a while there towards the end, it's kind of started feeling like an obligation, and now it doesn't feel like that anymore. Now you do it because you love it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Breaks are a good thing. But yeah, breaks breaks are a good thing, you know? And, and I think, you know, I think for, for me, uh, this these last seven weeks, it's weird because it feels like it's been forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you and me, it, it feels like... Um, it feels like it's just been a long time. I I, I feel like I don't I don't even know you anymore, I David. Know. Who are you? You can just call me <laughs> something. <laughs> Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Yeah. Good. Good. No, but um long awkward pause. Awkward. I was um you know, I'm I'm glad to be back though. I'm glad cuz so so much has happened. I mean, the 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 week the uh, world has literally changed it, well right obama is time. in office now yeah. um you know we have a new president um but i the big thing that happened for those of you who live in nor- the northwest uh, specifically portland uh, you will know very very well you'll know we have this giant blizzard uh the the blizzard of of 09 um and, and it was an actual blizzard. 
At least out here where or, we oh, live. Oh, 08, sorry. Yeah, it was oh, an actual blizzard. 08. Because, you know, sometimes people in the Northwest call something a blizzard, and it's like a half inch of snow. Right. No, no, this was actually like bona fide. Yeah. Uh, we, we had um, the highest record snow level uh, in the month of December um, in, in the Portland area ever. ever. Uh, since, since they've been recording snowfalls and whatever yeah. that was the 40s or something well, so and it was like it was the biggest single snowfall since the 60s yeah it was it was huge um at my so house global warming <laughs> global warming there it is <laughs> uh conspiracies unite um no at my house um we we were getting a lot of wind and we got these giant these big snow drifts you know big two three feet of snow and, uh, you know, it's funny cause, cause everything just kind of shut down, you know, here in, in the Portland area, we don't get a lot of snow. And, and so when you do get snow, there just aren't it's really the end of the world. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, it's I actually think, really funny. I think the ongoing joke in the rest of the, uh, of the country is, you know, oh, they, they got a half inch of snow. Cause I mean, they'll, they'll close school sometimes for like a half inch mm-hmm. of snow. Uh, but but there was actually so much snow that it was actually like a legitimate thing, and, and I I think people just didn't know how to respond. I mean, we we had to cancel church uh, because uh, no one no one around here knows how to drive in snow. People get very freaked out, very nervous. Um, the the roads were bad. We don't have enough like snow plows and de-icers and all the things it's- that. All the things that like big cities, you know, normally have, you know, big cities and the that rest deal of the world yeah. and the rest of the right, you know, the rest of civilization, <laughs> all those things that normally people, you know, do and, and have. And it's no big deal. Snow plows, you know, we, we just don't have much of that in Vancouver. Well, it, was funny. And, I don't, it wasn't this time, but it was, you know, the last big storm we had. They they said the number of snow plows and I can't remember if it was like six or 11 for all of Clark County. <laughs> right. Right. And like, OK, so I grew up in the Midwest, so we're used to snow yeah but in my dinky little town of jackson ohio and jackson county that had like maybe 30 or forty thousand people in the whole county i think we probably had you know 12 or 15 snow right just for your one yeah. county of thirty thousand people yeah. and clark county has whatever a couple you know like hundred thousand yeah yeah and and so <laughs> exactly and so here we are with our six snow plows yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna go ahead and and clear off how you know what do they have like thirty thousand miles worth of roads you know something around here they should have like a hundred snow plows yeah. or at least the thing i can't believe is that there isn't some kind of contingency plan in place so you know so yeah, you can back call up, on all the people plows. who have uh that have some kind of snow plow for their truck that they can mm. put on or like all private individuals Pri- yeah get all the private all sectors out, get them all to come and yeah. help get us out of this mess yeah. if we can't handle it ourselves it, it was a mess though it really yeah. was and the worst thing about it it was right at christmas time yeah and um you know, which we had a white christmas we did have a white christmas which is kind of cool but at that point bing would have been happy Thank you, Bing Crosby. No, at that point, by the time Christmas rolled around, you know, we we had been having this ongoing blizzard for almost like six or seven days. I was so tired of snow. <laughs> we were stuck inside. I mean, I had like you know, you were you were saying earlier, you know, you had two th- uh, two feet of snow in your. I mean, same here, you know. And, and just to get out of my just to get out of the driveway, like I was shoveling it every day just to keep it clear, and uh, it was just obnoxious and. Um, but see, you know, we might be talking to people who live in, you know, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, this is and probably normal. North Dakota. And, you know, 
what we what we had is still nothing. You know, they're used to get like a blizzard to them. It's it was like, like 20 what feet. we had, except for like you know, <laughs> you know, a hundred times worse with right. like four feet of actual snow <laughs> and twelve foot snow drifts. <laughs> you know. It, it's, it's all relative, man. It's all per, it's all perspective, absolutely. Because because for us, I mean, this this was the worst snow I've ever. I've lived in, in the Northwest my whole life, and this was the worst snow I can ever remember. Um, you know, from being a kid, from whatever. So I remember growing up one time we had a, a snowstorm where we got thirty six inches of snow. You're kidding me. Yeah, like it was in, like in a twenty four, almost a twenty four hour period in one day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of snow. Yeah. Everything shut down then. Yeah, right, right. Even yeah. Even though we could, you know, it Even though you had long. more than six yeah. snow plows. <laughs> so anyway, so Portland and Vancouver, we survived. We survived the uh, the big blizzard. The Arctic Blast of 08 is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will go down in the history books as the largest snowstorm in December. Don't you love all the little names that they I give know. to everything? Arctic Blast and 08. And they have the, the real dramatic music. But my favorite is you watch all the, the news stations, you know, and they're like, we were there. We were there for you during the Arctic Blast of 08. Like, well, and the thing that cracks me up is Channel 2 News, right? <laughs> yeah. They're bragging still about how all the other news stations dropped coverage. We were on 24 hours a day oh, so through tired. the entire storm. And I'm thinking, so you're, you're thinking that's a good thing. Yeah, no, no, that, exactly. It's like, no, that was obnoxious. I was yeah. so tired of seeing the snow and hearing about the snow. and I just wanted to watch the TV shows I was I know. planning on watching. I'm like, stop, stop preempting everything. Just get, <laughs> give me give me what I want to watch. Yeah, it, it was obnoxious. It, it did get annoying. Um, what I was going to say, though, is towards the end, you know, uh, Christmas, we had to cr- cancel our Christmas Eve program on the 24th. Um, we had to cancel our Sunday, our Sunday service on the 21st. Uh, we even had to cancel my big Christmas choir thing that I that you know we've been spending months on. We we had two performances. We had a, a Saturday performance and a Sunday evening performance. And um, luckily, we got to do the Saturday, but hardly anyone was there because I think people were getting nervous about the weather. Even though even though it wasn't bad on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, Sunday is when it started getting bad on the 14th and. So we canceled that. It was kind of really disappointing. Just, you know, you, you put so much work mm-hmm. into it. and uh, <sighs> Yeah, we, we had to cancel ours, too. We, yeah. we, uh, we did the music the following weekend, so we at least still got to do the music, but all the other right. creative stuff that, you know, we had a volunteer who probably put in like 80 hours wow. doing all these videos and interviews and stuff that, that we were going to show. And wow. Couldn't, we're going we're gonna to use them on Easter. Okay. So we're going to kind of rework yep. him. He's going to have to reshoot some of the stuff because it was shot in front of, you know, a Christmas tree and stuff like that. <laughs> Doesn't really work at Easter. <laughs> but like, but what, at least we're going to get to use him. It's not, you know, just a complete waste or we don't have to wait until next year to use it. But but yeah, you know, sometimes that's, you know, you work so hard, you kill yourself for something and then it just all comes into perspective. Flexibility. Well, yeah, you know, I was thinking about it. It's like you know, obviously there was God had a different plan for for yeah. that weekend for yeah. people to do something else, and who knows what it was? Who Maybe knows? He had a lesson to teach us worship leaders and pastors that you know, and and that's our planning, and that's a that's a good thing. point. You know, maybe we can even uh, maybe we can even talk about it for a little bit mm-hmm. because you know, I know for me it, it's very it's very hard for me to um, 
you know, to to not get personally attached uh, to to the point where, I, you know, and, and let me qualify this because I think I think that you wanna you wanna have some buy-in you know obviously you want to have some personal investment in what you're doing you know oh yeah obviously you want that otherwise it's like what's yeah what's the point yeah i mean might as well be working in an office right and so so you you want to have you want to have the buy-in um but at at the same time it's it's hard for me and i gotta admit it's hard for me sometimes to you know to personally detach myself when i when i feel like i'm so invested in it and and uh, and this, I think this is a great example of that you know I we I plan this thing, I work on it, you know, got the choirs, we got the band, you know, putting in hours and hours and hours of time, and then well yeah, a decision you made, you know, the decision you guys had to make to cancel yeah didn't just affect your church, it affected three churches, right? Right, because there was there was three, yeah, it was us and Brush Prairie, and then uh, Philly, uh, Philly yeah. the Baptist, and so. We we all were affected by it, and uh, it was just a headache, you know. It was just trying to figure out what to do and coordinating it and calling people, and and then when it was all over, like it was just depressing, you know. Like I I felt really discouraged, and and, and I think to a certain degree that that's normal and natural, yeah. of course. But I, I guess the the question is, and here's the topic, I think, is, is um what what's that balance of you know, do you do you get so emotionally attached to it that that you can't walk away from it, or do you look at it as, hey, you know, this was a good thing. God's trying to teach us something. You know, like you just said uh, a minute ago, God, maybe God was trying to teach all of us worship leaders here in the Portland area that you know that's not about us; it's about Him. Um, See, I think you know, I think I don't know if you. Get, I think if you get too emotionally attached or too emotionally involved, you kind of lose perspective you lose your ability to to be to uh to uh how do i put this to be fairly critical Hmm. in a fair way about the entire thing because it becomes too everything becomes too personal you know what i mean where like if when you invest yourself way overboard into something and then if someone else comes along and and offers a suggestion which might be a good and legitimate suggestion Mm. But you're so personally involved that you can't up you that can't your hear identity what is attached to it and it yeah. is who you are that you that you just dismiss it because it's not your idea. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, I don't. But yeah, but I, it's hard though. I mean, you know, especially someone someone like me. You know, my personality. Um, you know, I can be I can be controlling. I like to have I like to have things in a box. I like to have things in in you know. Uh, this perfect little world, and, and obviously I realize it's not perfect, and obviously I realize that things won't be perfect. Um, but but for you know people like me, my personality, who uh, who have that kind of controlling tendency to want everything to be perfect, you know, be perfectionist, uh, it, it's hard. And and I guess you know that question remains: where is the balance of you know, hey, it's a good thing to to be. You know, it's a good thing to be invested in it and to have buy-in, and it's a good thing to to want, you know, to to do the best job you can. But but it's like it's like there's this point where it goes too far, you know. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and I almost wondered myself this this past Christmas program, you know, when we had to cancel. I'm like, man, did 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 I get too invested in it? Did I did I take it too far? Because it was really really discouraging. You know, there have been past times, you know, past Christmas programs for me when 
when it hasn't been canceled, but I get to the end of it and I'm like, that's it. It's, it's over. You know, what? all that work for that. You know? yeah. And so, so, and then I think, you know, when I do that, I think I, I realize that I've, yeah, you want to work hard at it and that there's no, no excuse to, to be lazy and not do all the hard work that needs to go into it. But at the same time, um, if you, yeah, it's a good question. What's what's the balance? You know, you know, if maybe at least just one sign could be, if you're getting offended when people make suggestions, mm. then maybe you need to remove yourself from it a little bit. And I don't know how you do that. You know right, I mean? right. How do you how do, do you it? Do how how you do you take a step back when you're already invested? When you're already that far in, you've probably already gone over the line right how do you step back it's too late it's too no but that's a good point you know because i i've i've had to catch myself sometimes Mm -hmm. and you know i think something that that i i realize with myself and something that i'm trying to work on you know even in light of some of the some of the stuff we talked about i remember early episodes we were talking about um dealing with criticism and and and, uh, constructive you know constructively taking that some of the stuff I've been working on with our church health team, some things I'm recognizing is that, um, you know, by, by nature, it's easy for me to get defensive and, and I, I want to be, you know, o- almost a little too possessive and take too much ownership. Um, but I think, I think what you just said is a really good point. If you, if you catch yourself, uh, you know, hearing something or someone gives an idea and someone gives some input, maybe you're planning something. And there's this kind of, well, what if we tried dot, 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 and you're like, no, or, or you get offended or you, or you take it personally. I think you're right. That, that is a good, a good sign, um, you know, that, Hey, maybe this has gone too far. And, and for me, for myself, you know, I, I've, I've had to really, I've had to really recognize, you know, that it, it's okay. It's okay for people to speak into, you know, my ministry. It's okay for people to speak truth. It's okay for people to, to share uh, you know, and, and that's not a bad thing. It's yeah. not a bad thing. Well, and you want them to be able to do that because you want them to be invested in it and you want them to take ownership of it. And yeah. if it's just you or me, if it's just my thing, if it's always just me making all the decisions and just, you know, ordering all the little, you know, whatever you want to call them, eager beavers around to go do my commands, then it's not really, it's not, there's no way that they're going to actually buy into that I mean, they might enjoy what they're doing. They might just because they like music, they might just enjoy playing. You know, regardless of what they, what they're commanded to do. But if you can get them involved in you know the decision making process, get them to a point where they're starting to take some ownership of the decisions that are made in the songs and you know whatever it is that you, the arrangements that you're working on and stuff mm. like that, and actually get some valid input. Then when you you know when you take their input and implement it then it's like oh that was my idea right but another another really important thing about that is to give give them credit for the idea hmm. don't take the credit because that's happened to me i don't know if it's ever happened to you but if you've where someone took you make took a your suggestion credit and and then you know you make a suggestion to someone else and then they they do it and they say well yeah I had this idea to do blah 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 and you're thinking yeah, wait hey, a minute that was my idea that I was gave me. it to you you know what I mean and uh, so and and I think you know, that might be another sign of like over investing when when you're not even willing 
might be a sign of other things too. But it, <laughs> pride. <laughs> but that might be a sign of when you're over invested, you're not willing to give credit to other people. You need all the credit, you know, because you're like this. You're starved, leech. starved yeah. for hunger and attention, and yeah. you gotta have it. Yeah, no, and, and that's that's a good point, you know, and and what you just said earlier about about providing more and more opportunities for your your team and people in your ministry to actually um to actually have buy-in to to give input in terms of what what you're singing uh what you're you know what how you're arranging it what you're doing you know that, that that's i think that's a, a really good thing um it's hard though i mean it's hard for me uh you know again being being on on the controlling side being on the perfectionist side you know, like it, it's so much easier for me to just be like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just take care of everything and, and do it myself. Um, but something that I'm trying to be intentional about this year, especially, you know, um, 2009, I, I sat down and wrote out a bunch of new goals, you know, new goals for 2009, things that I wanted to see in my worship ministry, things that I think would move our our church and our, our worship team into just a, a new level, a new dimension. And, um, one of those things was, you know, for, for me, I want to be more intentional about, about having other people lead, having other people be a part of the creative process, uh, you know, whatever, the, some of the stuff you were saying. And one of the things we're actually doing new at, at Laurelwood, um, uh, and this is kind of in light of some of the church health team stuff that we talked about, but we're, we're forming this um, worship planning committee. And, and, um, you know, what, what we're doing is, I, I don't even know how it will look like, cause we're just, we're just in the very beginning stages, but we're calling it like the worship ministry team. You know, there's, there's going to be a project manager who, who's in charge. Uh, we're going to have different people from the church who aren't necessarily even musicians. Um, but, but different people who, who have, you know, creative voices and creative insight. And I think it's going to be a really good thing. And, and it's been healthy for me yeah. to like, to step back and say, Hey, this is, this is a good thing. This is a good thing to have other people who are invested and excited about the mm-hmm. ministry. What'd you call the manager person? Project manager. Project manager. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. And the, the project manager is going to be in, in charge of like all the, all the um, day day to day operate. I shouldn't say day to day. The the Sunday operations. You know, making mm-hmm. sure, uh, making sure that everything is in place. You know, like the that the flower bouquet is in front of the pulpit, like it should be. Making sure that you know the lights are in the right setting. Making sure, you know, and, and not necessarily personally doing all that, but delegating. You know, and and having having enough oversight and, and being able to know all right, you know, things need to look good. Uh, almost think of it kind of as like a facility, like a facility usage type thing where where when you walk in, you, you want to, you know, you want to put your best foot forward. You want things to look good. And so we have this project manager who is taking our service as a whole and then like slicing it up into different different areas and saying, boom, you know, this needs to look good. All right, sound, lights, boom. Uh, and, and the idea being to, to take away some of what, what um i do just kind of as a given you know on, mm-hmm. on a normal sunday i'm just kind of i'm always you know just following up and trying just close things and da 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 um and we even talked about that yeah. it was it was uh a little while ago a couple episodes ago um you know we were talking about how i, I think because i had to i had to miss church and and there's all these little details and yeah 
you know, you're like, man, you know, there's all these little things and, and even writing out all those things you have to do every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of little, little details. Yeah. So giving it to a project manager. That's cool. Finding somebody that's got, you know, that detail-minded thing. Exactly. Hey, is that the exit music? That's the exit music. All right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, should we wrap it up? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, we've talked a lot. 25 minutes. All right. So, hey, thanks for checking us out and listening to the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. You can check us out online, worshipministrycatalyst.com. All the information is on there for you to get in touch with us. Go check out the uh, network. we got like eight members on there now. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's you know we're starting to grow a little bit, so so that's good. So go that's worshipministrycatalyst.ning.com. Some good discussions go on over there. Wow, that got loud. <laughs> and we're out of time. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs>